Welcome to the Unestablished Podcast, a podcast about the unexplained shenanigans of adulthood. Adulting is challenging, but with a little wine and an unfiltered conversation, we'll get through this together. Each week, we will discuss the perceptions of what it means to live the broke rich lifestyle as an unestablished adult. Living broke rich is not just about monetary assets. There are levels of this shit. Now, here are your hosts, Constance, Jawanda, and Monique. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, hey friends. We're back at it again, and we have a special guest today. Hey. <laughs> we have a Reese with us today, and we are we're going to talk about this body, okay? Because yes. I can't speak for everybody else, but my mind and my body be going through it. <laughs> Man. They be fighting each other, I think. Every day. Every day. Every day. But before we get into that, we're going to get into the wine of the week. Um, Reese suggested uh, Stella Rose. Rosa? Stella Rosa. I don't know why I say Rose. Trying to make it Stella fancy. Rosa. Just make it fancy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you didn't specify a kind, so I just chose one. Okay. Like a flavor. Um, I have the watermelon one. I figured it was summertime, yeah. so I'll try that one. Did anybody else get it or no? I did. I went and bought. I just came back from the store. I actually bought the, the blueberry one because I ain't never had it. Because usually I go for the blackberry. That Stella Rosa Black seems to be all right. But I was like, let me try blueberry mm-hmm. today. But y'all know how I feel about sweet wine. So there's that. You know, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. I know. Don't 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 do that to me. I know. I'm shameful. <laughs> But, you know, I drink brown liquor. So. Hey, no, I knew it was. I knew no. that part was gonna come out. I knew that part was gonna come out. So the super sweet stuff, like, is like, ooh, what can I mix with you to cut you down just a little bit? I had the blueberry one before, like years ago, and I like her. that it was good. But that thing, I don't know if it just has like so many carbs or what, but I fell asleep after that one. I just, that one just knocked me out. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I was tired. Didn't even do nothing. Nah, don't, don't blame the wine on that. You just needed a, a time to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All I know is I was passed out on the couch. I was up one minute and the next minute I was knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to review the pineapple. I, I think it was, it didn't hit the point for me. Like I was expecting a very strong pineapple taste with the Stella and it was just like a slight, slight hint of pineapple. Like you had to taste, drink the whole bottle to kind of get the flavor. But Stella as a whole, I think to me, it's just like the juice of wine. Okay. So in Stella's defense, okay. Like, um, so I, <laughs> I, I actually don't drink anymore. Um, but anytime a new flavor comes out, I do, my husband will buy a bottle and, you know, I just kind of sip it. Right. But in Stella's defense, I remember before I even moved to Tennessee, they came out with Stella Rosa, right? And, you know, that's when everybody was going crazy over Olive Garden and Moscato. Mm-hmm. So I went to Total Wine and I was asking about it. And he was like, this new wine, you got to try it. And it was just a Stella Rosa plain. So if you're not like, like, if you don't like sweet, it's still kind of sweet, but it's more of a, you know, a wine wine and so that's actually my favorite favorite one but i don't drink anymore so when new flavors do come out i just want to see what they taste like so out of the new flavors that came out i think blueberry is 
the best one okay. out of all of them. We'll have so, to give yeah. that a try then. Yeah. I'm a pineapple. Yeah, I think like lover. I'm like you like the pineapple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just kind of got a hint of it. So I'm like you, like it doesn't really have like that taste that you're looking for. But um I I, I do think the blueberry is the one that kind of like has that taste to it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But again, I got water. I just put a little fruit punch flavor in it. I get one of these every day. I go to the um I go to the convenience store. They are like 49 cents. I fill up two of these. I put one in the freezer. And this is how I know I get my, my water in for the day. Oh, nice. I like that. It's the crushed ice. Like I would go to the store every day just for the ice. That's what it is. That's what it is. Because Chick-fil-A has changed up the game and something's not right. They're giving me like the big piece of ice. I'm just not weird. Do you have a Sonics? Yeah. But you know everything to go Sonic there. Got crushed ice? Yeah. Okay, okay. Sonic's got the best ice. Mm-hmm. You can even get the bag of crushed ice from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should never probably told you that. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you could. Yeah. So I think my eyes got like, for real? Yeah, and you know, they actually have sugar-free syrup so i know this is a little off subject but you can get their large water with the you know with the crushed ice and you can get the peach and mango sugar-free syrup with real strawberries Ooh. and it tastes just like kool-aid Ooh. so when your when your listeners go do that i need sonics to uh come holla at your girl about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. put my girls on and then come pay me put, put my girls on right <laughs> That sounds good though. It's it's really good. It's really good. So peach and mango sugar free syrup, and then real strawberries. And I promise you, it just kind of tastes like you know it's water, of course, but it it makes you drink the whole thing for sure. You just need to add some bubbles, and then you have a mocktail. See, see. Oh, you know what? You can get zero sprite. They have zero sprite there. There we go. I ain't never had zero sprite. Look at y'all being innovative. Right. Yeah, you ain't got no sugar. Out, yeah. Look, you ain't got no sugar. You're like, you got to figure out something. One thing about us, we gonna figure out a way. Yes. <laughs> we gonna find, we a, gonna way. find a way. <laughs> Great. So now that we got our wine of the week out of the way, um, we brought Reese here because we're just gonna talk about uh body, a little bit of body dysmorphia. Um, I know Reese, like you've been on like a journey for a while I think that's kind of but besides you us being in the same organization I think that's the seeing you on social media is what I've seen a lot from you you just promoting wellness and just putting it out there that this shit is hard Mm -hmm. but you're enduring okay oh we can cuss (laughs) on here okay good because I was like I was like over here like let me mind myself I don't want to get them in trouble no please don't Um, but yes I mean you know well you know I you know sometimes I try to tone it down just a tad bit you know so out of respect but uh but yeah um I've been doing this for a long long time um let me see my my oldest is 15 and so I've been doing it for about 15 years and then I feel like right now it's just really starting to come together. Um, mm-hmm. And so this part, it, actually, I, I would be honest with you and say this part is actually the hardest part because you have so many people joining the journey now mm-hmm. who didn't see how it was a long mm-hmm. time ago. And so I'm getting a lot of the, you know, what do I do or how did you do it? And I'm like, if y'all don't take y'all ass down this uh, scroll on Instagram <laughs> and, and, and go back to last year, you know, so um it is it's difficult it's mentally challenging it's more mental than anything and i i can honestly say like 
until I got my mental together, like it didn't come together at all. I kept self-sabotaging and like you said, body dysmorphia, uh, thinking that I was never going to hit a certain level of it. And so you just go back to what you know, and then stress eating and Mm -hmm. letting everybody else problems, you know, bother you and take you out. So, you know, all of that comes into a fact, you know, and a factor when you're on this journey for yourself. Yeah. And I'm a busy mom. Like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, my friends will tell you they don't know how I sleep. I have a best friend who comes to visit me and she has to take a vacation from vacation in here because she's like, you're just always ripping and running. So um, I have a daughter who plays three different sports and we literally play basketball all year long. And so um, I have to find a way, um, which means that I have to get up every morning at 430 in the morning to make it to 5 a.m. workout. And, you know, people say, like, how do you do it, baby? I don't know. Every day when I get up, I'm just asking myself, like, is this Rihanna body worth it? Like, but, you know, I just stick with it. And so um, that's the only time sometimes I really have for myself, you know, and then if somebody got to do something, you know, I got to alter my plans in the afternoon. So, you know, that 5 a.m. workout is what really all I have to myself. Mm. So can we kind of like take it back to the beginning? I think I... I feel like, well, we know who you are, so it's easier to kind of have that conversation with you. But I guess like for the listeners who don't know who you are, can we kind of take it back to the beginning of the whole journey and what made you decide to, you know, say, I'm going to change myself or um, be healthier? So growing up, like I've always played sports. So, you know, like, of course, we look back at pictures and we're like, oh, I was so skinny, you know, but back then, you know, like even still, like. I didn't think I was skinny as like other people were, you know, I think I wore like Mm -hmm. a size 12 and back then that was like big. And I graduated in 2003 from high school. So, you know, back then, you know, it wasn't the thing to be big, you know, in school, especially when you play sports. So started to lose weight, went to college. Everybody was like freshman 15. I'm like, not this body. I just got this body the way I wanted it to. And then ended up going for a sorority right? Losing focus because I was so, you know, ready to, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I'm about to be strolling. I'm about to be this. And then just was eating <laughs> late at night. So I'm, you know, getting ready and doing this. And um, then I met my daughter's dad who was, you know, trying to uh, work to be a Sigma, right? So like now we spend all this time together. And so then not on top of the freshman 15, well, you know, that I had gained. Now I'm in my sophomore year. Now I think I'm madly in love. Right. So I didn't really forgot about, you know, <laughs> when they call it happy weight. Yeah, so, yeah. um, then I moved off campus and, um, I started to work cause you know, so I just started to pick up weight. Mm-hmm. So by my, my senior year, I had got um, pregnant. And so, uh, got pregnant, um, found out I was pregnant in January. So I was like, wow, I'm gonna graduate. I'm gonna finish school, you know, which I did. And so my daughter was born in September and then I'm looking at pictures like, oh, who is this fat girl? Like, what, what is going on? So, like, the clothes I used to fit couldn't fit anymore. And um, while I was pregnant, because I was working so much, like, I was retaining so much water. My sodium levels were really high. Um, so I had to have a C-section. So, you know, before I found out I had to have a C-section because it was an emergency, I was like, y'all don't worry about it. I'm going to get this baby weight off. You know, I got to have that snap back. <laughs> that C-section said, ma'am, you got to sit down. So, um. Ended up having my baby in September and I was so in my mind, I was so focused on losing the weight because I had got so big that I started working out like four weeks after I had her in a C-section. Mm. So um, I kind of like 
put my body through like a, you know some turmoil like you know trying to get back yeah, and yeah. stuff like that so after that like I literally remember like laying in the bed like so depressed I had got so big um and Serenity was one at the time and like I don't know who submitted my name but I got a call from the gym and um they were like uh, somebody signed your name up for you to come and try a week at the gym. And I'm like, well, who the hell trying to be funny? Like what they trying to say? Right. But you know, like right. sometimes when you refer people, you get a free month. So I think it was like, they was just putting down anybody's yeah. name, but I'm like, hold on. Like what you, who, who was this? But they don't never tell me who did it. But anyway, so I went to the gym and my very first day in the gym, I met um, a trainer by the name of Lisa. And so she had just had a baby. So, um, her baby was one, my baby was one and she's like, you know, a white lady. Right. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, girl, you don't know what it's like, but in her, you know, to her, that was the biggest she's ever been. And to me, this is the biggest I've ever been, even though I would have killed for her body, you know, but you know, she was going through the same mental. And even though she was my trainer at the time, we just connected. Right. So she would not let me, um, fail. So shout out to chocolate and sprinkles because she chocolate and I'm sprinkled, right? So um, so I like I started losing all this weight. Like I started losing all this weight working with her. I had got like to 222, y'all. And I was like crying because I was like I only lost two pounds. Like Lord, if you got me there right now. But anyway, um, so she ended up moving. Like right in the pivotal part of my life, like she ended up moving and I was so sad about that because like I felt like she kind of got me said it's play she left me but you know she didn't really leave me she just got a better opportunity her and her family so mm-hmm. she left and um me and my child father just decided to kind of like co-parent and go our separate ways and so um I just started focusing on myself right like now this is at this point in time like I don't want to say I'm a single mother but you know technically speaking like I was by myself with my daughter mm-hmm. and um and then you know he would get her on the weekends and stuff like that so now I have to figure out who I am because you know I was dating him all you know growing up right and so then I have mm-hmm. this daughter so now I'm like figuring out life and I had a house fire and the house fire like this is my first time as an adult that I had like moved on my own you know I had got us this townhouse and it was the week before Christmas and we just lost everything and it it happened in my neighbor's house and unfortunately she lost her children and it was just a toll on me like mentally spirit I was broken and um so because we were so close, like the kids would come over and I would take them to school and she would take my baby. So like, I just halted everything from the gym, like just literally halted. And, um, again, going back down a spiral, started eating more, um, cause you know, it just kind of crushed me, you know? And so, um, about a year later, uh, after being friends with my now husband, you know, uh, he tried to come out the friend zone. And so, uh, <laughs> and so uh, you know, we started talking and dating and he lived in Nashville and I was in South Carolina. So, you know, like I, now, now by this time, a year later, like I'm getting back in the gym, I'm starting to get my body right. And then he's like, hey, you want to? And I'm like, sure, we could try it out. So um, ended up dating for a year and was still working on my body. Um, we had a long distance relationship. So I was really able to focus on, you know, learning him, mm-hmm. learning back myself. Um, and so in January of 2015, I moved here 
And so after that, he had proposed. In December, he proposed and I moved here January. So now one thing's for certain, I'm not going to be fat on my wedding day, right? Thanks. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm really like, okay, so I, I'm up here. I don't know nobody. And I'm thinking like, I don't know what y'all think about Tennessee, but when I heard Tennessee, I just thought about like the country. I thought about Cal, the total opposite. Okay. Mm-hmm. What black people go to Atlanta for the other people come here for for country music so i was like mm-hmm. what is this right. i mean the city wasn't prepared like they don't have like we got three lanes four lanes for traffic so i'm like out of my mind i'm like what is going on like this is a whole new place for me and so um i started looking up you know black owned businesses black owned gym gyms and i came across a boxing gym so started going to the boxing gym and losing weight so i went from a side my when i got my wedding dress it was like a 28 by the time I needed to get it fitted, I had to go down to a 22. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, okay. I got through. We can yeah. marry. I'm like, bad. You know, so after the wedding, I'm like feeling good. December come and I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, he was trying to trap me. He was trying to make sure I ain't never go nowhere. So uh, my, you know, I tried my very best. Like y'all, I went to go get me a midwife. I tried my very best to have a V-back. You know, I did not want to go through the pain of a C-section again. But unfortunately, when you're black, when you're overweight, and when you've already had a C-section, the stigma, you know, around us is that, you know, we have to continue to get, you know, a a Mm C-section. And so, um, ended up having another C-section with him and this C-section was better physically, but worse mentally. And when I had my daughter at 22, I didn't know what postpartum was. Like I, now I know when I look back, I'm realizing like I had postpartum, I would cry when somebody had to leave the house cause I was so scared that something was going to happen. So the same thing started happening with my son, but the good thing was like therapy and black health and, you know, mental awareness was yeah. like really starting mm-hmm. to hit that pivotal point, you know, with, with us. Right. And so I had a lot of friends that were like doulas and would check on me. And so like, I made sure I didn't make the same mistake. I waited a whole year to after I had him and my daughter started playing basketball. No, she was playing, uh, doing cheerleading. And I was laying in the bed and my daughter said, mama, they're going to do a mommy cheer. She was like, but if you're out of breath and you're not going to be able to do it, it's okay. I don't want you to stress about it. It would be your own kid. But I think, I think what she was trying to, you know, look out for me, like she didn't want me to feel like, you know, and so then that was the first thing. So then the second thing, um, she came home one day and she was in tears. And I'm like, what are you crying for? And she was like, well, this boy at after school said my mama fat. No. I said, well, he ain't lying. I was like, so what oh. you, I said, so what you, she was like, well, he can't talk about my mama like that. And so I was like, okay, let me get my life together. You know, I'm still young. You know, let me get my life together. Cause I don't want nobody to tell my daughter her, her mama fat. Right. And so, uh, I just started then. And, um, I had went through a couple of trainers here and, you know, not no knockoff to them. It just kind of wasn't fitting. Right. And I tell a lot of people that when you find a trainer, like there's a lot of questions you have to ask um, about, like, was their time schedule? What do you specialize in? Do you have big people? Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of questions that I know now that I should have asked then, like coming and telling me to do a thousand squats. is not going to work for me. This is my first day with you. But, you know, learning my body, learning my strength. Yeah. Yeah. It was that bad. So, I had. um met a trainer his name is Dion and he was with the training corner 
Oh, he's with the training corner. And like my first day, he was like, so what is your goal? What, like, where do you want to be at? And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, wait, why? Like, he said, where are you now? And I had just came down. Like I was 399. I had just got out the 400s because my highest was 437. And I said, well, I just hit 399. If I can get to 300, I'll be good. And he was like, okay. He was like, but what's your goal? Like with like, I think it was like two months before my birthday. He was like, what's your goal by your birthday? And I was like, 15 pounds. He was like, okay, we're just going to focus on 15 pounds. And so I started getting with him. He was making me do all this crazy lifting. And I'm like, not understanding. And he like, I wouldn't tell him like how strong I was. Right. But I would just like, you know, let him, and he started building me up and we were together for five years and like, it just started working. And then unfortunately he got a great gig at Lipscomb university and had to change up his schedule. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it left me like in a situation, like, what do I do? Like, I know that I can't work out by myself. I'm not dedicated. I got a Peloton over there. My husband be fussing at me all the time about getting on it. So I'm like, <laughs> I cannot be by myself. So again, I go back on the search. I'm <laughs> looking up, you know, black gyms and came across a gym called Made Fitness. Y'all, my first day in here, I had my trainer's name is Omar. Y'all, I, I was like, oh no, I can't do this. Like, it wasn't even hard, but it was just like him. Like, he was like, oh, no, squat. I don't care about how many reps. I want it right. I'm like, oh, he's crazy. But I've been with them ever since. <laughs> and so um, it's been a battle, you know, like that's the whole process in a nutshell. But it's been a whole battle because every year mentally I have dealt with something um, to yeah. see how faithful I'm going to be on this journey for myself. And, um, whether it was, you know, having another kid or, you know, my husband has been in school since we've been married, you know, uh, progressing as a black educator or my daughter wanting to get better on the court, um, or my son being just like me. So the energy is definitely <laughs> reciprocated. Um, but I did not reach the goals that I wanted to reach until I did something about my mental. So I got a therapist and, um, I just started to, you know, like figure out like why do we self-sabotage like why do we especially black women feel like we're not good enough for that next level right. you know like we look at other women and we look at like their accomplishments and we immediately put ourselves like what do I gotta do to get there and they can give us the blueprint but then we still like oh well that worked for her you know like and so I started to get to that and, and I did get a therapist for a while and um, went through like a couple of family things, you know, like with my father, you know, cause he was living here for a while and had to let a lot of that stuff go and, you know, deal with the fire, you know, and deal with, you know, um, you know, raising my daughter by myself. And so it was just a lot of things that I had to let go. Like I'm no longer in that situation anymore. And so, um, that is when like every time I, it was harder mentally to let that stuff go. Like, I felt like the pounds was like, let me know, like, if you let this go, I'll give you 10 more pounds. And so when I let it go, <laughs> and then 10 more pounds, I was like, okay, what else you want me to let go? Because uh, I got some more weight. And Ooh. so um, I had lost so much weight during uh, COVID, right? Which was the opposite of what other everybody else was. Everybody else was gaining. And I didn't made my whole gym into like, you know, my whole garage into a gym. And I had lost so much weight. And then boom, a family situation happened. And then I gained everything back. So now everybody outside, they losing weight. I'm gaining it. So <laughs> I was like, okay. And the main thing I realized was like, I was trying to encourage everybody on Instagram and I wasn't even encouraging myself. So I had to take a step back from trying to be on that platform. Right. And then when I did that, 
people made me feel guilty. Like, well, you haven't posted your workouts in a long time. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm gaining weight. And I'm like, so you blaming that on my post? Like I had to deal with that, you know, mm-hmm. type of stuff. And so I just, one day I just wrote a story and I was like, hey, yeah. I'm not going, I'm not responsible. If I post, I post. If I don't, I don't. And this is my journey. And you just got to deal with whatever I post. And ever since then, like the weight been dropping. Like even though I'm at a plateau right now, I'm not gonna talk about it. You know, but um, I think my body, like, hold on, we look a little good right now. Let's appreciate that. And right. and that's why I'm starting to think plateaus are. You know, it's like sometimes we don't get to the point where we appreciate where we are right then and right there. And I think that's where I'm at with this plateau yeah. right now. I remember when people, when you had to make that post. Because it was like the same people that wanted you to post were the same people that were criticizing you not doing something a certain way or you should be, your shirt shouldn't be dry if you're working out, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yo, like, this is too much. This is why social media makes people crazy. But um, right. I, what do you do in that instance? Like, you want to share your journey. You want to encourage somebody. <laughs> But then you have to weed out the negative people. And of course, they're going to continue to say what they want and have Twitter fingers. That's just what they do. Right. And that's like, honestly, like I'm from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like I went to Avenue High School right there. Like school so bad. We ain't even got to school no more. Right. And I'm like, I fight. Like both all of this, I fight. And so it's hard because you have to deal with it in another way. Because like if we was together, like. I'd be like, what's up? What's up? Like, what you want to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? But like you 5,000 miles away. And so I think that um, I just started clapping back. Like, I just, oh, thank you. But I mean, you're not here. So, you know, um, but you, you do. Like, I think anytime you decide that you're going to make something public, you have to be ready um, for it. But I think that, you know, everybody's entitled to feel or say how they want to say. But then if I go to your page and baby, you look the same, like I've lost so many friends who wanted to connect with me and, you know, like, oh, let's do a challenge together. And then I'm like, well, I just feel like you're doing it because I have 18,000 followers or whatever the case may be. Like, I feel like you're benefiting from me. And I don't mind, like, I have never, like, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I have never just went to somebody and was like, oh, if, if you want to do this with me, like, you know, I shout people out for free, you know, like, I, because it's it's just social media. Like, it's, it's, it's not that serious to me. Yeah. Like, the money that, that y'all got, I ain't even trying to get, but, you know, I wear she fit. So if y'all want to send me some free stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take that. Like, that's beneficial <laughs> to me, but to help out a sister or a brother, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I would get DMs like, oh, I tagged you and I worked out today and you didn't repost it. And I'm like, what? was I supposed to? And so, like, <laughs> I just, I was like, okay, so I need to step back because it was, it was transpiring. Like, I would constantly be going on Instagram, right? And, like, checking. And now, like, and I've always, like, everybody's comment. Like, I don't care if you, like, whatever. But now I block your ass. Like, I don't care. I got so many people blocked. I do not. I will block your mama, your grandma. I don't care. (laughs) Truthfully, truthfully, they can catch these hands, too. But respectfully, I just block you and get out of here. Because, I mean, I don't don't have time for that. And, like I said, the hardest part is right now, like, because people haven't been a part of my journey. And I've had thick chick fat soup for a long time um and so people haven't been a part of my journey so now they're coming with all these questions and i'm like baby reading is fundamental if you just scroll a little bit you'll see everything you need to see so you know that part is a little bit frustrating because you know you get the same questions but i guess it's just a part of you know showing your journey yeah 
I think you're brave for doing that in the first place. As I feel you, girl. <laughs> when you first started talking, I said, honey, that ain't nothing but will. And I feel that about you and fucking Joanna because I don't have it. I have absolutely no fucking will to do shit. <laughs> Not a good goddamn thing, bitch. I don't even want to bust out this yoga mat that's sitting over there in front of my fucking TV. Get on YouTube. Go to the same bitch that I know <laughs> is going to give me a fire fucking yoga workout. She's so calm and chill in the morning. I don't even do it when I work from home. I work and from I know home. I could, <laughs> but I don't. But I won't fucking do it. Now, it's always an excuse. There's always a fucking reason. But have you ever thought that maybe like your zen and <clears throat> exercising is not the calmness like for me calmness and exercising does not go hand in hand for me like i don't know if y'all know effect fitness because i do effect fitness too like in atlanta where they do the bricks and they're yelling and he's like find a fucking oh, way with yes, your fat yes. ass like that's what i need like that is what oh, that no, is what i need like he'll tell them, like put that. No, no but it's not like he's not saying it directly to somebody but he's just saying it and like i went live yeah. a couple of times in the energy like when i tell you he stands by what he means, like his energy to push people. And like, that's why I like Dion and Omar that I, you know, that, that I train with. It's like, that's why I keep coming back because y'all don't let me have my way. Like when I go to yoga and I, I do like yoga, I like hot yoga too at that. Right. But they're mm-hmm. like, it's okay, Reese, breathe in, breathe out. And I'm like, bitch, in my mind, I'm already thinking about what I got to cook, who clothes I got. You know, like, I'm, I right. need somebody that's right. going to tune that out because while mm-hmm. you talking to me soft, like, this is what me and my husband sometimes be getting to it because he's like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to do it. I'm like, no, like, tell me, like, get your ass up. Go get on that Peloton. He'll just be like, so, honey, when you do, when do you think you're going to get on that Peloton? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but if he was like, hey, I, I pay for that penalty, you need to go get your head. I'd be like, oh, you know what? Okay, I'm going to get But probably after he watched this, he'll probably be like, get your ass on that penalty. So, you know. Yeah. But I'm with you. You're I can wrong. understand that. That's, you make a good point, though, that everybody's, you know, I guess, um, motivation and how they how they like to be, like, responded to yeah. when it comes to working out. I guess I'm a... I'm like an aerobics bitch. So I like some perky white woman or some perky black woman on, you know, got their they little thing on and they got their colorful leggings on and they got some good ass music playing and we just jumping. Come on, girl, you can do it. Mm, kick that leg up higher. Let's do it again. One more rep. I just one more. We're on the last one. Shit like that. I love that. I know that Martin, I love that it. Martin episode when he was like, <laughs> Yes. Give it to me. <laughs> That 80s aerobic shit, honey. Uh, Give me that jazz you, you know size. That you, you might need to try a, a step class then, like a uh, like on the step. Oh, I loved a step class. <laughs> but I ain't been back in a long time because Gold's Gym get on my nerves. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Gold's Gym. Um, but, <laughs> but I did love a step class. That really was the best. Yes. And I had a, a co-worker I used to go with. Be like, come on, bitch, we going to step class. Because Emily going to be there tonight. And I like her. And she played good music. Uh huh. See, I, I do step. I mean, go. We, the, the, there is some good step classes here now. Like, but we had one guy. He was so bomb, and he moved to Atlanta. And I haven't really like had the time yet to like you know try different people's you know step class. But when I tell you step, and my only goal in step is just don't stop for the song. Like I don't care. I will be here making yeah. up my own routine. Long as I don't stop. <laughs> and that, you know what? And the crazy right. thing is, like now that I think about it, like. That's how I talk to myself when I work out. Cause I'm like, even I, y'all, I do five Ks. I do a five K every month, right? My best friend Zakia, she lives in New York. She started doing five Ks, and I'm like, bitch, that's white people stuff. Like, 
we don't do that okay and she was like no it's black people there and i'm like well Zakia, you're kind of like Ugh. and so she was like well just do one and sign up and let me know so the first one i did for free and when i got i was like i get a medal and a shirt i was like mm-hmm. okay so my right. first 5k y'all took me so long the people was packing up the five- <laughs> I was like, wait, did y'all at least got my medal? They was like, yeah, we got your medal. I was the only medal just still dangling. Like, oh. And, you know, usually they got sweepers. And they be like, hey, you're yeah. not going to finish your time. But, you know, they didn't sweep me this time. So I did my first 5K. And it took me like two hours and about 45 minutes. And so then we got a sorority sister. She was doing a 5K in Florida. And she was like, you want to do the Disney one? She was like, it's so hard to get into this. She was like, I think you'll love it. It'll change your whole mindset about uh, 5Ks. So I did a 5K. And then, like, y'all, I swear, like, I don't know if y'all ever been to Disney World, right? But we went, and it was, mm-hmm. like, before it opened, so all the characters were out there. And I was running, I was like, wait a minute, is that Goofy? Like, and I'm just, like, taking pictures like this. <laughs> I, I'm, I was trying to focus on my time, right? Like, you in my mind, I'm, like, finished. But then I was like, Daffy Duck! Like, I was just so excited. And you get to the end, and then Mickey, Mickey and Minnie are right there. And I'm just like... <laughs> Like, I did, right? <laughs> and so then right. I signed up for all these 5Ks and COVID hit. Mm-hmm. COVID's trying to be a hoe. And so then mm-hmm. after COVID, my best friend be. was like, yeah, so when are you going to get back into them 5Ks? So I hadn't ran a 5K in a long time. So this January, I ran a 5K and I got done in 57 minutes. And I was like, okay, girl, but well, this be Damn, your first. Girl. girl, hold on. Let me tell you where I'm at now. Hold on. That ain't the good. Just did a Memorial Day 5K and I'm at 40 minutes for three miles. So Congratulations. I... Uh, go ahead, girl. So I got a Juneteenth one coming up yeah. on Monday. So hopefully my, mm-hmm. my goal is just if I get 30 30 seconds because I, I I was thought it was going to take me the whole year to get to 40 minutes mm-hmm. so I'm like if I can just get 30 mm-hmm. seconds quicker every time I'm knocking all this shit over like ain't nobody getting no medals when I get to yes, 30 minutes girl. I'm like what happened to the medal she took them all because I'm, I'm going to come and I'm just knocking everything off like that I, I promise you so yes 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 <laughs> If you love listening to Unestablished, you can support our podcast by going to the link in our bio and buying a wine. That's right, a wine. Buymeacoffee.com allows listeners like you an easy way to say thanks. Plus, it only takes a minute. Your selflessness will assist in improving software and expanding Unestablished, a podcast made with you in mind. Available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. I love that for you, mm-hmm. girl, because, honey, my friends be waiting on me when I do them 5Ks. I'll be like, bitch, just as long as you know, we're going to get a beer after. I can't. Well, you should do the whiskey. You should do the, uh, there's a whiskey, uh, a whiskey, a whiskey run. Oh, yes. Yeah, see, I that might that. be. Yeah. So they got it in Tennessee. They got it in Georgia. They got it in uh, Knoxville, Alabama. So there's a couple of places where it's at. Just, and they give you whiskey afterwards. So mm. that might be, oh. might be your reason for the might season. Okay, Amen. that might Hallelujah. be for me, girl. Yeah, they even got a taco one where you get tacos and margaritas yeah, after. So you got to just find a one. Damn, man, and I you should have said that See? first. <laughs> and don't say they give you ramen at the end. <laughs> I'm Ooh. telling you, listen. If there was a fall a ramen run, bitch, I would I would run that bitch. And I hate running. I would jog that whole strong. Here I am. I would be win. excited just for the one that has a little foam party one. Yeah. I, just, I still want to do a color run. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, I forgot about them. Are they still doing those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no Columbia does one. They still doing. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta. Uh, yeah, I gotta. Um, 
And I do. I just did a uh, a St. Patrick's one. You know, you know, Columbia turn up for St. Patrick's. That's the Day. one. I've, that's, <laughs> that's the only one I've done before. I've done that one twice. Baby, <laughs> Columbia will turn up for St. Patrick's Day. So I did that one in yes, March. Honey. I came home for that one. Well, I still say Columbia is my home, but I came home for that one. And then uh, this Juneteenth one. And then I got two for July. I don't know how I messed up and signed up for two for the for the Fourth of July. So I signed up for one July first and one July fourth. Then I got another a sizzling summer in August, uh, September. I got the whiskey run, right? I got that one. Mm-hmm. October, mm-hmm. I'm doing something, and then November, I actually signed up for a 10k. This is gonna be my first 10k. I did nice. the Wonder Woman. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm doing a Wonder Woman 10k. So, <laughs> and then in December, I'm doing the candy cane one. So yeah, and nice. and let me just say this tidbit: don't take your kids <laughs> to 5k. <laughs> Because when I took my son to the New Year's Day one, literally FaceTime me. It was like, Mom, you're losing. Why are you not here yet? And I'm like, DJ, oh I'm like, uh, what? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, everyone's passing and crossing the finish line and you're not here. So when I finally crossed, he's like tapping me. You're not getting a trophy. I said, I got a medal, DJ. He was like, you're, you're not getting a trophy. We didn't win. I was like. Yeah, oh. this is your first and last time coming to a fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Ain't nobody get top yeah, My son doesn't sir. care. Yeah, we don't care about that. He's like, I, <laughs> you, you didn't win. <laughs> you did not win. So, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> but he keeps Lord. me together. That's my little personal trainer. But, yeah, he keeps me together. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I want to talk about, like, loving your body. I think this, as for me personally, mm-hmm. this year is the year that I'm trying to say, oh, I love you, little back roll. Oh, I love you, little cellulite on my thigh. I And I'm, oh, saggy titties. I love you, too. <laughs> I'm trying oh I'm trying to look at my body in the mirror and be like, hey, girl, it could be worse. You look, you look all right, you know? When did you think that you actually, like, fell in love with your body for what it was and who it is or are you still working on that journey um, your body um I think that I love me like I love everything about me but I'm I don't think I'm ever going to get to a place or let me not say ever but as of right now I'm not at a place where I'm content mm-hmm. because I feel like I don't know I, I feel so torn about stuff like this because I feel like if I got content in my body Who's to say that I'm going to continue to work on it? But I love my body enough to continue to work on it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, so, yeah. like, I like I love you, and I love, like, the fact that you were able to push babies out, you know, got them tube ties. I love that she was able to get them tubes snatched out. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like you. Like, I got saggy breasts, too, but, baby, they, they, they pierced now. I got them pierced, so I'm like, shoot, we going to ride with this. Uh, so, um, I got stretch marks. I, You know, I got scars from my gallbladder. I mean, like, I I don't know if I'm ever going to get to the point. Like, I, I mean, you know, I, I want to get uh, surgery to get, you know, all my extra skin taken off of my belly. You know, I feel like I've worked that hard. So some people mm-hmm. might say, well, that's because you don't love yourself. No, bitch, because I can't see my cootie. And I get to the part <laughs> where <laughs> I can just look in the mirror part. and be like, I can shave me myself. Like, I want to get to that right, part. Right. But um, I don't, I, but I don't think that if you don't, get comfortable enough to say like I'm comfortable with with how I look I don't think that means you don't love each other you know that you don't love yourself either like I feel like I love myself enough to say I love you and I'm thankful for everything that you've been through but I love myself enough to say like we still got things to do and we still got things to work on so 
I don't know. Like I find it sometimes tough. Like I, I know that that's a battle um, in itself, you know, especially when we have like black women losing their lives, you know, to fit in a, a stereotype of how we should look and going to get surgery for it. Right. But um, I don't know if I can ever say like, I mean, my husband loves it and, you know, well, my son, he'll tell me that, you know, I'm fat, but <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I love myself more when I'm able to put on clothes, no matter how it looks underneath it. And I feel good with what I have on though. You know mm. what I'm saying? And I think that that's kind of yeah. like where I've switched it a little bit to say like, I'm always in the mirror and I'm, I promise y'all I'm grabbing a roll and I'm like, if I just fold this, like, and I'm, I do that a lot. Um, but I also love the fact that I can put on a dress with a, a nice little spanks and I, you know, baby, you looking good. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just try to find that balance in that. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you with that. Cause I definitely be in the mirror. I'll be done turn myself. To the side. I say, look at this. If I just get rid of this one little roll back here, then I'll be able to wear this dress that I bought. And I don't want to wear the dress because I'd be like the roll, my roll going to be hanging out. And then you go out into society and you see somebody that got on a dress that's similar and they just got all the rolls out. And I'd be like, well, damn. I could have just worn my dress. Right. Yeah. But you know what though? Like, I think that society has done away with so much fat shaming. Like, let's just be real. Like people fat shame every day. Right. And that's why you're, yes. and, I, and I'm quick to be like, your mama fat. <laughs> like, I swear, like, I do not yeah, care. I'm quick to come but, um, <laughs> that I'm telling you. But I think that, like, like you said, like, I'm the same way. Like, I will battle myself with wearing something and I will be like, don't wear that because I can see this row or whatever. And I go out and I'll be like, and I'll be like, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to judge or nothing, but I'll be like, well, hold on. Mm, but, they be out here. And they do. And they be yeah. and they be pulling. And and I be like, and, yep. and I'm so quick to be like, bitch, you better. But then in my head, I'm like, bitch, you better not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, so like to myself, I'm telling myself I better not. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Like, and and let me tell you, another thing that gets me is like I still shop as if I'm the same size. Like I still See, problem, yeah, I still yeah. shop like literally went somewhere yesterday. I swear to God, I can go get this. You know, I'm an Eastern star as well. And so I was like, I needed a new white suit. And so, um, cause we're going to new Orleans next weekend. And so I'm in the store. Right. And this, this dress is like $18. I'm like, this thing is on clearance. I never catch it. And I was like, Ooh, it's a 14. I was like, Ooh, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to wear this. I said, well, let me try it on, you know, cause I can see where, you know, where, and I had the wrong kind of bra on. I had a, like a little sheet fit, a sports bra. So, I put it on and my waist got some room and my, you know, of course if I had the right bra on, it would have been better. But I was like, I'm a 14. And so I'm like, I said, let me go grab another 14. And then that 14 was like, no, ma'am, you're not a 14, <laughs> but you're a 14 in that, but you're not a 14 in this. So I was like, okay, I just knew, you know, but the fact that I even had to go try on another 14, cause I didn't believe it. Like that was just my mind yeah. being like, girl, like, hold on. So today I was trying on some clothes because I had bought some stuff on clearance and I was trying it on when my husband was at home because he didn't know. But mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a zero. Did I or, did I mean to order a zero? Because I had just tried on a one. It was just the perfect fit. But then I tried on a zero and I was like, Tori, is, is this, we about to part ways? Like, am I getting out of your system? And a zero fit. <laughs> so I was like, but then go to Sheen I'm ordering a 4x like what are you doing like you know so I think you know and that goes back to your body thing because sometimes I still see myself you know like that but then I take a picture and I see like two little abs trying to poke out I'm like who are you like you know (laughs) so (laughs) but y'all don't want to see me with no abs because I'm never gonna have no clothes on in (laughs) 
And I as you, you should you have wonder, I, now I didn't lost a lot. I didn't lost some booty, but you know these abs come in. Damn that ass! Damn that I, I want abs. abs. <laughs> Girl, I'm afraid to lose this ass. I feel like it's all I have. I don't want to go back to being a stick figure. I worked hard to be thick, bitch. All right, right. <laughs> That's another reason I feel like I won't work out. Girl, every time I, I put on some clothes, my daughter be like, "Okay, little P." I'm like, "Hold on." Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> You are banned from TikTok because who did you think you were talking to? Uh, right. <laughs> All right. My daughter, she just keep it 100. I'm like, girl, that's a big piece. She's like, oh, it was, but now you, oh. you're a little pee mama. I'm like, okay. Well, right. Damn. I'll take it. Jermaine, I want to respond to your question. When you asked her about, like, when, do you, when did you start to love your body? We've had the conversation where, like, we look back at our old college pictures and we'd be like, why did I think I was fat back then? Now, I'm looking at myself like, girl, just love yourself where you are now because it could be worse in two to three years when, you know, compared to then, you thought you were bad off. And now I would love to go back to my college body. Like, I could see my collarbone. You know, like, it was... <laughs> I would just love to go back to college. Like, I just, just take me back to undergrad. And my college got a whole new president, too. Just let me go back to college but minus the phones because <laughs> if we our phones would have been popping back then like they popping now we would be in trouble oh, no. trouble uh, facts i want to go the same time you know when we were barely texting and, and, and facebook the only new. way you can get it is with a college uh a college uh email address that's yes, the only way you can get on right. facebook yes. so, yeah <laughs> Now we just really told them how old we were. Yeah, so, we did. Yeah. That's okay. They know. They know what's up we over here. We were saying hashtag such and such versus actually using it back then. That's how old we are. Right. <laughs> well, no, nah, I didn't say hashtag. So that's probably like right when y'all was kind of like coming up. Yeah. I don't. I, I didn't know how to use a hashtag for the like long Black Panther was still a little bit thumping when I was in school. So yes, Black Panther. <laughs> they didn't know about Black Panther. The was okay. on Black Panther. I heard of it. I just never get it. I was yeah, definitely Wanda on Black Planet. Okay. Like one now that's when the underscores really was popping, like one underscore sexy underscore four underscore you. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I don't even remember my black planet. No, name. yeah. But I know I had one. Yeah, I had one. Yeah, it, it was popping. It was popping. Poppington. Some of y'all listeners are gonna be like, Black Planet. They're gonna be Googling what is Black Planet. <laughs> Yes. Oh, we talked about it before oh, okay, on the show because she had the school us. We were like, I ain't, I ain't never. Yeah, and college club? Wait. I'm t- I didn't. You're going a little too far. Okay. College I don't club. know what that is. That wasn't me. I was like, what you with? Black Planet. It was like basically like Facebook for Facebook just college. Yeah, oh. basically. That's really what it was. Yeah. Oh. I don't think I no. got there. Damn. Okay, you were supposed to just agree because we was already. Okay. Yeah, girl, we got yes. your best friend. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we gonna edit this shit out. Just have a yeah. Story. You were supposed to just, <laughs> just go with me on that one. Just go with me. <laughs> let's let's talk about diet culture for a moment and how um, everybody has some kind of diet or some kind of thing you can do to lose weight fast and to snap back fast and you know you can be out here just give me six weeks and I'll have you a size zero (laughs) like how do you 
how did you like get out of the mind, I guess, the thought of saying that diet culture is not really a thing that I should go through? You know, it's not a re- I don't think it's like a real culture. It's like this facade yeah. of, oh, this is how you should lose weight or this is what you should go through. It's, I don't think it's a real thing. Okay, so let me start off by saying I've tried them all. Keto, cabbage diet, the 10-day smoothie. I mean, into each his own. I'm never going to knock whatever somebody feels like is going to get them to that next level. What I had to learn is something that all of my trainers have told me since any trainer that I've ever had has told me this. You got to eat more. Mm-hmm. If y'all saw how much I eat, you would be like wait what like i get my protein i drink my protein shakes um people be like you eat rice yep Mm -hmm. i do because just think about it like this and it don't take my word from it y'all ask a trainer y'all get with y'all doctor i promise Mm y'all i'm not saying eat rice don't (laughs) please don't go to your doctor and say that i said eat rice okay (laughs) what i'm saying is the more you eat when it's healthy and coming away from a lot of things that's why one reason i I don't drink because if I'm, I want to eat it. I don't want to drink it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I was with training corner. This is when we was outside with COVID and we was working out outside and he was like, how many calories did you burn today? And I, I pulled up my watch. I'm like, "Eh, 1800. He was like, all right, how much you ate today? And I was like, like nine. He was like, so actually you're going to go into starvation mode. And I'm like, starvation mode. And I've heard this so many times, right? And the way that I can compare it, and I this like all the trainers that might listen, like, please don't take this for like the Bible, but this is how I interpret it. When a bear goes into hibernation, right? It grabs enough food that's going to supply the demand that he has while, you know, he's in hibernation right and so if a bear says like i need all of this you know this is gonna get me through or you know whatever the case may be then that something has went off into that bear like i'm not gonna make it if i don't store up on this stuff Mm -hmm. and i think our bodies are the same way if i'm working out and i'm like first of all the average body Need, the woman at least needs at least 2100 calories just to to be able to survive and stay her weight right so anywhere from like 21 to 2400 calories our bodies like burn that just getting up talking on the phone acting like we're working at work all that type of stuff like our bodies <laughs> need it to the same so if you're work if, if, if you need 2100 calories and you're burning off a thousand that means that you're already in an 1100 deficit right? And if I'm only eating 900, I'm not even eating enough to sustain what I need for the day, right? So they would say like starvation mode is when your body's going to hold on to everything because I don't know when she's going to feed me again. Mm. I don't know when she's going to put something back in me that's going to be nutritious so that way I can burn this off. And so that's how sometimes people say, well, you know, yeah, don't get me wrong. That first month, you're going to lose a lot of weight. You're going to see them 20 pounds. You're going to be like, I'm on the right track. And then people go into this huge stall and they don't know why. And then you go back and look and you're like, well, I ate 1100 this day, 1600 this day. Not You're not consistently giving your body what it needs. And 
let's just be real out of that 1500 you probably stopped that chick-fil-a to grab you something to eat because you was on the run or you know you just got you know a whole bunch of starches and everything like that so I started to research, like, what does it mean? Like, how do you keep your body out of starvation mode? How do you eat enough to sustain and then replenish what's coming out? How much water should I be taking? Should I only be taking in water? The answer is no. That's why you have electrolytes. That's why you need magnesium and potassium and sodium. And people are just like, sodium? Yes, sodium. Like, what do you think when you sweat? Like, if I sweat and it tastes funny and I'm not being funny, I know that I haven't replenished my body because it's like pulling it out of everywhere. But when I sweat, I sweat like now because I get enough water in like I like my eyelids be sweating. Right. And I'm like, it's literally dripping from me and it has no taste. Like, you know, it just hit my mouth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have a taste, but like the diets, if it works, I'm not going to never tell nobody not to do it. But the reality is if you're not eating enough, you're not going to lose. If you're not getting in that protein, you're not going to lose. So it was like a whole reverse for me to realize like, damn, I got to eat, you know, and I will always have trainers that will be like, I I want you to eat like 140 grams of protein. And I'm like, bruh, like what? I need you to eat oatmeal. And I'm like, I'm not eating oatmeal. Like I'm trying to lose weight. But now, like if I would have realized what they were saying like 10 years ago, y'all probably wouldn't even have me on this podcast because I'd be somewhere you know, with just two stars right here, like just getting lit. (laughs) But I'm not. So, um, but yeah, it was like coming out of that mentality. And don't get me wrong. Like I excelled with keto. Like I really did well with keto, but having to cook stuff differently from my family, having to take away this starch, it was just too much for me. So I would just rather eat more of what I need to eat more of. And even if I like, I eat candy still. I eat a brownie. And then I just, you know, keep on moving. Like, I don't feel guilty, like, when I don't work out anymore. Or, you know, if my son eats some Cheetos and I want some Cheetos, I just grab two or three just to crave, you know, because if you don't eat it, you just don't crave it. Right, 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 right. Like, right. Like, I've been craving for Zoli's for like four days now because they killed the one that was by my house. So, like, it doesn't make it go away. Like, I don't want to cook the spaghetti. I can cook the spaghetti. But when Fazoli does it, they put the pepperoni on top. Like, that's how I be thinking in my mind. So, what I do is, when I go to Fazoli's, let me get a kid's meal, because Mm. it's going to give me enough to feel like Mm. I've, I've, you know, quenched that thirst. And then I'm, I don't have to worry about it anymore. And so, that's just kind of like the mindset that I have. is like, just, you know, with portion and eat more. And but on the days I do two a days, I do eat more than the days I just do a single one. So, you know, that's how I kind of got out that mindset. Like, it's okay. Like when people be like, I, I I had a piece of burger and almost died. And that used to be me. Like I would never forget the one time I was hyperventilating because I had McDonald's ice cream. Like, cause the ice cream machine wasn't working. And I had me a I know, right? That's how I felt like it was the Lord telling me to go ahead and get it. <laughs> <laughs> I had me a hot fudge sundae with fudge on the bottom and the top and add me a little Oreos and a little, and I was killing it. And then right afterwards, you know, like when you call that ex and you ain't supposed to be talking to them no more and you just be sitting like, why? <laughs> like, that's how I felt about that, you know, Sunday. But, you know, I had to get to the place where I'm like that, that one thing doesn't define me or my journey or, you know, how I should eat all the time. So I just kind of got out that mindset and it was so hard. So during that time where I was down on Instagram and, 
not, you know, posting as much. Like that was me like reversing that and not going to Instagram and telling people what I was doing and how I was doing it. Because then you're going to get people to say, well, I, I, I am a nutritionist. I, bitch, I don't care. I don't care. Right. Bother your mama. Don't bother me because I don't have time. <laughs> and I, I mean, and then like with my job, I did get a nutritionist. Like I work for a hospital company. Like I work for, you know, um, healthcare. And so like I started taking them and my husband is a teacher. They give him free incentives for like going to these kind of doctors, like a nutritionist and uh, going, uh, joining these, like um, these uh, groups that they have, like, you know, for, you know, mental health and stuff like that. So I was like, they got all this free stuff. Let me go see what they're talking about. And no, I don't agree with everything, you know, but I mean, right. you know, they eat, they eat broccoli when it's crunchy. I eat broccoli when it's soft. Like, you know, so we're not the same, but <laughs> when they said that they used to eat it like I do, and then they gradually start, like, that's ways that's going to help me. So like, I went from never eating Brussels sprouts, baby, I would shave some Brussels sprouts and cook them and my kids eat them. Mm. So it just, you know, it's little bitty things that help you like along, you know, along the way. Right. I guess uh, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because we. Or 90s kids, but I guess diet always just was like a get rich quick scheme mm-hmm. for your body. Yeah. And so it was always like me thinking about like that clueless movie, like, oh my God, I feel like such a heifer. <laughs> I had like a handful of popcorn and four Oreos and two MMs. <laughs> and she just had like she was gonna die. And I'm like, this is why I don't know that anything healthy would be happening for me because the food is just something I'm not willing to give up. So it makes me real happy to hear you say, actually, bitch, you need to eat more. Don't be shy. Right. Now, of course, I need to find the right things to eat. And the only person I saw really, like, break that shit down, I don't know if y'all saw that video of Angela Bassett, like, talking about all her shit that she eats, mm-hmm. but her trainer and the good fats and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to write this shit down. Right. Like, even when I go to um, basketball games and stuff, I pack, you know, a little lunch. I pack me some cashews and I pack me, you know, Mm -hmm. my son can eat a whole carton of whatever fruit. Like, I literally just bought fruit Sunday and I had to buy more fruit today because he eats all the fruit. But when we go to games, I I go to, you know, Kroger. I stock up on that because Mm -hmm. if I'm hungry, give let me get something. Because if I don't have it, then I'm going to go to concession stand. Y'all got pizza and it's a dollar and y'all got m&ms and that's a dollar so that's two dollars but then if i gotta leave i gotta go to subway you know give me a salad like it just doesn't make any sense so like now i go get them p3s i go get me the little laughing cows you know squares i bring me some club crackers i bring me some cashews i I pack me a couple of sparkling sparkling ices or my little we call it magic water in my house because you know like the little packs you put in the water you shake it up and then so we call it magic water because that's what my son thinks is magic and um (laughs) so i grab those and I, i pack those and like now it's gotten to the point where the girls on the basketball team, they'll be like, Miss Reese, you got some cheese in there. You got, and I got it. And so, cause they know I got the snacks. So I mean, it keeps, it keeps my pockets on, you know, from spending so much, but it just keeps me to know, like I've supplied myself with what I need, you know, to get, you know, keep everything in line. So I'm not just grabbing stuff at the last minute. True. So yes, eat more. And I'm pretty sure no one on this this line can say that they eat every two hours. No. You feel bad yeah, for doing I I it. I used to when I was younger. <laughs> right. But your metabolism, like like my metabolism sometimes gets to the point where like in 30 minutes, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm starving. Like that's when you know, like your body is really working in your favor. And like, so if you can go the whole day without eating and you just be like, oh my God, it's five o'clock. I haven't even ate. Like that's when you should be like, I'm not eating enough. Like I know I'm not eating enough. So if you 
you know, go back and just kind of calculate, you know, what you eat. I mean, you're going to tell yourself like, I haven't eaten enough and we supply everybody else. We cook for everybody else. We go grab food for everybody else. So why don't we take the time to eat? You know? So I'd be hungry when I wake up. Then I'd be hungry four hours after that. Then four hours after that. Honey, some days I don't control myself at all. Yeah. I don't even want shit to eat. And I'd be like, I'd be eating because it's time. Yeah. I mean, I used to be like that. I used to be like, I would get up in the morning and eat like two eggs or three eggs, and then I'd be cool. And then, like, three or four hours later, like you said, Joanna, I'll be like, okay, bitch, what's for lunch? I'm starving to death. I'm withering mm-hmm. away. Okay, we ate that. Somebody got a snack because it's 5 o'clock. I probably ain't going to eat till about 6 or 7. So somebody got yeah. a popcorn bag or some shit because I'm hungry. But I don't, I don't eat like that no more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. <laughs> you just I mean, got so used to it. Recently. It's survival mode. You, you've gotten used to, you know, so not being able to then eat. I feel like I'm overeating because I'm like, I be eating when I ain't fucking hungry. I don't think I'm hungry. I just be eating because it's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. so you know, you got to figure out, you know, how it's... And then the worst thing is we work from home. Right. <laughs> like, that's the, I sit down more than I ever have before. When I was in the office, I would eat. <laughs> when I was in the office, I would eat. Like, eat my whole lunch before 12 o'clock even hit. You know what I'm saying? Your snacks be gone. <laughs> now I'm in the house. I, like, and, and the thing about it, I never, I never meal prep ever because i can cook it fresh but then i don't feel like cooking so then it don't get right. cooked so like then i find yeah. myself like i like we got food in the freezer so all i gotta do is take it out but then i feel like getting up from my desk so now <laughs> i gotta run to the store to go get some hamburger meat because y'all want tacos and i got two packs of hamburger meat in the fridge you know so it's just that mentality that we just get so comfortable with you know to yeah. why we you know we don't do what we need to do that's why we're comfortable with giving the beach for everybody we about to give. I'm Won't have a you. choice. It's, it's <laughs> I'm telling you. New Orleans about to get whatever to come out in this two-piece. <laughs> right, right. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that's it. Like, unless you have something else you want to give the people a last gem, because you did drop some gems along this conversation. Um, unless you see. have something else to drop, that's all I have. I would just honestly say, like, this journey is ours individually. Like, it's enough crazy ass stuff going on in the world every single day. And honestly, sometimes we don't even know if we coming or going. Right. And so uh, at one point in time in your life, you're going to have to figure out what's going to be for you. Whether that's tatting up your body, getting a thousand piercings, you know, becoming a healthier you, something you got to commit to and give it your all. And so um, if it's anything, I would say, you know, working on a better you, I don't care if it's mentally, physically or emotionally, um, you owe it to yourself. Like we pour out daily to everybody else. And so we leave our, we, we leave the scraps for ourselves. And so you can't pour from an empty cup. So I would just always remind everybody to fill your cup up first. Because when you get on that plane and they say, if this plane go down, put your lifeguard on first and then you help your neighbor. Put your oxygen mask on first and then you help the next person. And so the life and the lesson in that is you can't do nothing for somebody else until you first take care of yourself. 
And so that would be the only thing that I would say is like, is it hard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel like doing it every day? <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, I don't feel like doing it every day, but it's rewarding. And um, one thing somebody can't take away from me is the determination that I've, I've put, you know, for myself. And so, I mean, somebody want to come and strip all my clothes away, just first of all, make sure I get paid for it. And then um, <laughs> if somebody want to, you know, if somebody want to come and, you know, take all my belongings, that's absolutely fine too. But one thing you cannot take is the motivation that I carry, the discipline that I have and my determination to be a better me every single day. Yes, a work. And wear the outfit. Rose and all. Wear it. Just wear it. Wear it. Wear it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> because oh, it's, it's okay. somebody granddaddy out there that want to leave that money on the nightstand. Oh, and, yes. and, and you need to wear what you want to wear. So leave that money on the nightstand. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but, I mean, don't tell nobody about the money. But, you know, I mean, just wear it. You know, just wear it. Just wear it. Just wear it. My mama used to always say, if you like it, I love it. And so, I mean, <laughs> if they didn't want you to wear it, they wouldn't put it in your size. Mm. Now, hold on. Some things should not be worn. <laughs> but we just leave it at that. Let's go to Wine and Rewind. Two, three, four, wine it with wine. Tell me your grievances, wine it with wine. Girls, what is on your mind? Tell me what's on your mind. Does anybody have a wine they like to share? Yes, I, I, I do. Don't, I don't so I'm recovering from a long weekend of travel. The weekend was lovely, and then it ended with like this moment of hell. So the plane is landing into Atlanta airport and all of a sudden my body goes into like a hot flash from the inside out. I feel nauseous. I feel like I'm about to vomit. It just hit me out of nowhere and I'm dizzy. So I start turning on all the fans on like the person to the left, to the right, my fan. I'm, t I'm trying to like save myself. I was literally ready to come out of my clothes. I did unbutton my pants because I was just like, I felt like I was going to throw up everywhere. <laughs> So we are almost getting ready to attach to the terminal and I couldn't hold it. I was like, I got to get up. I get in the vast, the restroom and the flight attendant is like, ma'am, you can't, you know, be up. We're about to, they can't move the plane apparently if someone is out of their seat. But I was like, ma'am, I feel like I'm about to vomit. So I go in there, I give it a minute and she's knocking on the door and then she makes an announcement on the intercom. Everyone must be in their seat before we're able to move forward. And I was like, okay, wait, give me a minute. I'm gonna try to get this out. Still didn't happen. Next thing you know, the damn pilot comes on the intercom. By federal regulations, FFA something, something called number 082, you must be in your seat for us to move the plane forward. I said, you know what, God damn it, I'm about to go out here and if I vomit on the floor, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. So I literally asked the attendant for a bag and I went back to my seat, all for us to move two feet forward and attached to the terminal. Like they could have just moved the plane forward. But you know what? My wine is not that the pilot, you know, did his job, whatever. I'm more upset at the air, at the flight attendants because all you had to do was tell me what, that it was a federal regulation that I be seated and give me a bag. 
I was trying to, you know, be safe for everybody. Because here I am walking down the aisle with my pants down. I'm wobbling and hitting people and shit. I don't even care. Like, all I knew is I was trying to save the people. And, ma'am, if you had just told me that I needed to get a bag and to be seated, we could have avoided this fiasco. But you didn't do that. But so is the baby. <laughs> and Kanada is sitting there I on the sorry. He's sitting there on the plane laughing, but he's mad at the same time because he can hear the people around here grumbling and they're like, Well, who the hell isn't in their seat? Because we had a full flight. <laughs> so he was like, Oh shit, we're gonna have to fight on this flight. <laughs> People are getting upset, and the only empty seat is beside him. And he knew I was already pissed. I didn't care. Like, I would have snapped back at whoever had something to say. But it ended up well. I I, I recovered yesterday, and I still, to this day, like, I just don't know what, what happened. But that was scary. Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry, girl. I hate, I hate that happened to you. Mm-hmm. And that you was publicly shamed about it. Right. Like, you're just trying to relieve yourself. My God. You was trying not to throw up on the yes. people. Right. You should just next time just let that thing ride. Like, bam, bring me a bag, or it's gonna be vomit everywhere. Right. That's At least right. now I know. And we don't want to hear up. more vomit. <laughs> <laughs> it's- Shit, if I would have been sitting next to you, I was like, let that bitch breathe, please. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> Pull up to the terminal. Open this motherfucking door. Y'all all finna stand up as soon. As this place stops any all way. I could, so I don't even understand. All I could imagine is like me vomiting and then like they people coming out in hazmat suits to take me off the plane. <laughs> and you know when you vomit, you don't just vomit out your mouth. It's coming out both ends. I'm peeing and vomiting no. at the same time. I was like, I cannot go to Atlanta Airport pissed up. It was a whole like thought process. <laughs> it was a whole thought process that went through my mind. But I made it. Oh god! Oh goodness! They won't remember. They won't remember who was in the bathroom, but they gonna remember you pissing on yourself. Exactly. Yes. Can you imagine me being on social media? Black um, girl goes to wait, What flight was it? What 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 company was it? Um, Delta. We were coming from. Uh, That's how it's gonna be. It's gonna be like Delta passenger. <laughs> urinates yeah. on herself while throwing up because they needed to move for two feet. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know what? You're going to have some people that's going to have your back because they're going to be like, it's because we black. Now, if a white person, you know, right, they're right, going to definitely right, have your right, back right. on that one. <laughs> White ladies pee on themselves all right. the time. Oh, she should sue. <laughs> that's <real>. right. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us out. Um, I think my wine is just going to be about little people. Now, listen, I, I love children, okay? You know I do. And I, I listen, I know you can attest to this, Reese, because you have some of your own. You took that leap out there, and you even, you procreated, okay? I have not. I have a niece. And she just, she's not even two. So she really gives not a single good goddamn, not one solitary fuck about anything that she does. Okay, she'll step right on your face. And keep on fucking pushing. She, I was holding her when I was at home. <laughs> and like, she seems to always have a fucking cold. So I didn't think nothing of it. <laughs> and this girl, she's just a mouse and having a great time. And she open mouth sneezes. Oh, oh. over my arm. Oh. 
went everywhere. And the next thing she want to do is jump her ass down. Like, okay, bitch, I'm done with you. Yeah. You've been my human napkin, <laughs> so I'm good. Thanks. And I'm just standing there like, Ma, help me. Give me a Clorox. Like, and then, you know, two fucking days later, my throat on fucking fire. Oh. My head been hurting this whole time. Oh. It has not subsided. I have not been to work yet this week. Okay. Oh, this Lord. eye is all fucked up. I got like pink eye or something somehow from this cold that I've had. I scared from the doctor and I ain't going to work tomorrow either. Like, wait, wait, you call out when you work from home? Well, we do one week on, one week oh, on. Oh, okay. I'm so, like, wait, you call out when you work from home? I'd be a bit sick. Oh, I wish. Girl, no, I, I wish. Oh, well, sometimes I do. I'm like, well, well, I'm sick. I'm sick, sweetie. I mean, I'm not going to be on this phone today. <laughs> yeah. But honey, I just can't. I, I haven't been around children in so long that I used to be forgetting that they just, they just out yeah. here with it. They ratchet. Yes, they got all the diseases. Well, I used to be around disease all the time as a teacher, so it did, mm-hmm. I didn't care. But now I'm like. You're not immune to it anymore. Girl, there was one time. <laughs> My niece got sick and she had this weird sickness, right? So one minute she's like playing, she all happy. And the next minute I explained it like when Spider-Man was turning into Venom and he was just like, (laughs) oh, and look his head. So that's how she would be. So we was like, is the girl really sick? Is she playing? Like, we don't know. So then the next thing I know, I had to go and do my rotations. I had to go back to West Virginia to do my rotations and I'm sick. And I'm having the whole Venom episode. One minute, I'm fine. But if I turn my head a certain way, my head just starts banging. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening? The girl done got me sick. Then got her mama sick. And we just out here just spreading the, <laughs> spreading the germs yeah, right. to everybody. <laughs> like, it's been a whole Oh, my thing. gosh. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. never forget that time. I will never forget that moment when she got me sick like that. I y'all like I, I guess I'm just so used to it because my son will sneeze in my hand. He don't care. Oh. He'd be like, "Mom, this is nasty." He'll take it out of his mouth and he'll... Oh. yeah, they don't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just over that. I yeah. Know. So my husband got really yeah, bad allergies. He's his nose just be leaking, and I'm just like this. Like, hold on, let me get some tissue. So yeah, I, I guess I'm just <laughs> at the point. right. I'm just not used to it no more. Yeah, yeah, you don't have it in you. No, it's okay. It's okay. I don't. I, I haven't. No, I used to, but it's it's gone now. I'm just. I've been just freed from. <laughs> You've been delivered. <laughs> I, I mean, shit. <laughs> so I thought all oh, this sneeze ain't gonna do nothing to me. Yeah. I mean, this shit has taken me all the way the fuck out, and I just don't even appreciate it. I feel like a punk. You better right enjoy now. that rest. Yeah, you probably need it. Your body, your body probably need it. Yeah. Yeah, probably just need to lay down for a while. Well, I want to get my wine. My wine is that I didn't hurt my back. That's how I know I'm getting old. Oh Lord! How did I hurt my back from hoeing? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. So you you got a wine about you whining? (laughs) Tell me more, bitch. Fifth line. But it's not that kind of. I'm about to say you was hoeing. But not that kind of hoeing. Okay. Oh, bitch. We was outside in the yard. I knew she was going to say. You raggedy. You raggedy. I knew. Beautiful. Our yard this weekend. 
And apparently the owners that who owned the house beforehand had rocks on, they did rocks, I guess, before. And then they, I guess when they were trying to sell the house, they just put molt on top mm-hmm. of the rocks. So I'm here trying to dig up some bushes that died, some plants that died. And I can't break through because it's all rocks. So I had to hoe. I had to hoe real good. <laughs> so after I did that, I, my back was hurting the next day. Then it got worse the next day. I done got me a heat and mm. I done bought. As a pharmacist, what you're not supposed to do, the number one, number one rule is you don't share medicine. But I done shared some medicine. And I, I tell you, that medicine had me feeling good. It's about to wear off. Right <laughs> <sighs> you wrong for the introduction, though. Uh, we just... <laughs> I was like, I was ah. thinking you was finna yeah, yeah, if you got it. Her back from being on her back. And this bitch actually had a hole in her hand. I was like, oh, so you got to whine about you winding. Oh. <laughs> in this right. instance, I did not get paid, but I had to pay. <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> that damn yard work costs hundreds of dollars. That's all I ask. Okay, let me see. If I got a wine, my wine would be. Okay. When you in the front of the traffic line, right? When you, we stop at a traffic line, right? You have a duty that's untold, right? I feel like it should be a part of the test. Okay. If you in the front, your responsibility is to always look to the lights on the opposite way so you will know when it's yellow so you should be getting ready. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going somewhere, you get two seconds before I hunk and tell you to take your ass on. Don't try to follow me to the Kroger. Don't, because because we will fight, right? Don't don't try to flick me off because you didn't do your due diligence if you, if you didn't want to be in the front line leader, you should have waited to somebody else who was better equipped to be in the front of the traffic line, <laughs> got in the traffic line. So I'm just, I just want to say as my wine that if you take the responsibilities to be in the front of the line, line leader, <laughs> please make sure at all times, your mama say, look left, look right and look left again. It is your response, especially when you were in a turning lane, especially when you in the turning lane, that your That's antennas right. are paying attention. Only here for a limited time. Oh, only. only. Okay. If if not, please put your hazard lights on to the side and let a new line leader come in and then you just fill in the gaps. That's it. Because we sitting at this light and y'all know the lights that only give you five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yes. So limited now th- this way got 20 minutes and we only got five seconds. I've been sitting at this light for, for 20 minutes. I'm only on a 30 minute lunch. I got to get to the stove. I got to get to the stove because I'm being bullied by a six-year-old and somebody that ate all his cherries. You see what I'm saying? So now I need you to I, I, I need you to properly know that it's your responsibility to watch the light. That's it. That, that's not too much. You you in the front. That's it. That's it. That's all I want. Especially for those in the turning lane. Especially. And don't get in the turning lane with them turn. and then think you about to jump over to the right. No, ma'am. You gonna have to turn this, make this turn, and loop the loop because you can't hold all of us yeah. up because you made a mistake. No. And and, and then mm-hmm. just to add on, just a little tad bit, just to give you a bonus. If I let you in and you don't do this, I'm hunking you down. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> like put your hand out the window, acknowledge me. 
do okay, like this me. So, because I I let you in and you can't say thank you you rude disrespectful because now I gotta go past you like this like you so disrespectful <laughs> wave my hand who taught you how to drive just right. something just a nod or something like just acknowledge the fact that I was nice enough mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because you could have you could have been in the back Facts. And then don't try to bully your way either because I, I drive a Pathfinder, baby. If you hit me, you're going to bounce back. <laughs> but just give me a little. So, you know, people in the front of the line, check the lights. When somebody lets you in, wave your hand. And don't try to bo- bo- debo your way in. That's it. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's it. That's all I got. And we feel your sentiment. I, I don't disagree with right. any of those. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm saying. These rules of the road that definitely you can tell people don't know how to drive. Absolutely. Just because it's just awful. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know who raised them. Because that hand thing, that is not a thing around here in Florida. And I love, I have to be a bitch about it. Like, please speed up so I can slide my ass on here. Because you hit me in my bag and you want to, bitch. <laughs> you going to be hoeing. You going to be hoeing for your next car, motherfucker, because I'm going to take it all from you. Oh, then you're going to be like, Girl. guys. I got my back broke out. Roll <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out. Can't even move. And we're going to be like, what? And you're going to be like, oh, well, I was in a car accident. And we're going to be like, damn. <laughs> you got that right. <sighs> oh, Chile. Hilarious. <laughs> well, are all hearts clear? Yes. At this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thank you guys so much for just even thinking of me enough to even invite me. Like, honestly, mentally, I just needed this time with, you know, some, you know, just some cool, calm, not calm. Let me not say calm. Collective. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You're definitely cool, calm, and collective. I wish you so much success. You know, this time next year, you know. Don't be trying to like forget about the little people when y'all out here booking the big people. <laughs> like I need a whole one year, one year segment. Like, oh, cut, tell us where you're at in one year. Like, don't forget about me when y'all on YouTube, you know, with your little talk show. And I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there for y'all when y'all get to quit your jobs and go on tour. If y'all come to Nashville, just make sure y'all shoot me my, my tickets. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So okay, it's that will call. Yes, I appreciate yes. that. I appreciate because I'm a, this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Well, I was with him when we was in the basement. I'm, 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 right. <laughs> right. In the right. Okay. Right. See, y'all wasn't there when she was hoeing. Y'all wasn't there when she was hoeing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I just, I wish y'all oh, so God. much success. I can see y'all at oh, Essence gosh. Festival. You know what I'm saying? A couple yes. of years from now. I pray that all yeah. it took oh, wishing. You, that shit yeah. you know what I'm saying? Y'all oh, touring. Nice. So, you know. Thank you guys for thinking highly enough of me to just, you know, want to come and tell my story. And, um, you know, anybody can follow me on Instagram. Please don't come with that bullshit because you will get blocked. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's thick you chick. multiple times. And I, for real. It's thick chick <laughs> underscore fat suit. Everything's spelled the regular way. Mm-hmm. And for all of those who are already on there, no, I'm not changing my name. I don't care how skinny y'all think I am. I'm still fat. Pretty hot and tempted. Ain't that what he said? Pretty right, right. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to ever change my name. But again, just thank y'all. And I do wish y'all so much success. 
And I just need 10% as y'all manager whenever y'all get them millions and millions oh, of dollars. Oh, glory. Because <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I'm going to say I said it on June. What, what's today? It's June 13th. Woo! <laughs> I said y'all was going to be out there. So, you know. You ain't gonna have to hold no more. You ain't okay. gonna have to hold no more. Yes. <laughs> I, can, I can pay somebody to hold for me. There you go. There you go. Yes. Okay. There you go. It ain't tricking if you got it. It's <laughs> showing a bank. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys make sure you follow Reese for sure. And you can also follow us, Unestablished Podcast at Gmail. Oh, Unestablished Podcast on Instagram. Our email is Unestablished Podcast at Gmail.com. We also have a TikTok page as well. So you can follow us there. Uh, if nobody else has anything else to add, Mo can go ahead and take us out. Cheers. 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 Oh, this was so great. <laughs> this was fantastic. Oh my God. I'm so thankful you was able to come, girl. Yes. And thanks for getting me together with this Eastern Standard Time. I was the one that was messaging you. My raggedy ass beef has been forgetting about this Eastern Standard Time. I'm be forgetting everybody ain't on my phone. Yeah, I literally was like, when you said it, I was like, I was like, okay, so I put it in my calendar. And then, like, right when, you know, in my calendar, it was, like, Central Time. I was like, ooh, hold on. And then I went back, and it was like, he was like, Eastern. I was like, oh, that's 5 o'clock. Because right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if she can do it. And I was like, oh, shit, it is Eastern Time, actually. Yeah. But, no, it was still good. It was, it was definitely still good. But then, like I said, I forgot. Like, I went back, and I was like, you said email address. I'm going to get this. I was like, baby, set up the, cat, set up the computer. I got to get downstairs. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. Y'all page is really, really good. And I was actually telling people about y'all, so um, definitely going to shout it out. And Thank you for joining us this week on Unestablished. Be sure to catch us every week. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on all podcast platforms. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, peace and love.